we've been going through a series called Spiritual Disciplines about this idea, well, how do we grow our belief? How do we grow our faith in God? Um, I think one of the, the reasons why uh, we ended up doing this series was um, a lot of people said, look, you know, we've been coming to church for a while, but I feel very weak. I feel like my faith is not very strong. You know, and what can I do? What can I do to strengthen what I believe? And so that's why we did this series. And we looked at four different things, or three different things. I'm going to look at the fourth one today. We looked at, firstly, the discipline of connection, how the most important thing in our faith is to be connected with God. Um, that we need to be investing our energy in, in this connection with, with God. Uh, week two, we looked at the discipline of purpose, knowing what our purpose is, living a life with purpose rather than just without purpose. Uh, thirdly, last week we looked at the discipline of forgiveness that, that we're not just called to forgive but actually live a life of forgiveness. And we do that not because we're any good but really because God forgave us first. And that's why we forgive. And tonight we're going to look at the spiritual discipline of rest or peace. Now why is this important? We've always got to be asking the question, why? Why is rest important? You know why? It's because we live in the most complex, crazy society. We live in the most busiest, confusing society in all time. And rest does not come naturally. Rest doesn't just happen. You actually have to intentionally Find it. Now let's start with some definitions of rest. Uh, rest, cease work or movement in order to relax, sleep, or recover strength. Uh, and another definition says rest is defined as peace, ease, or refreshment. Okay? Cease work or movement in order to. Okay? And, and there's gonna be that, that's going to be really important because you've got to stop what you're doing to actually find rest. You can't just keep doing what you're doing and, and think that you can find rest in that. Okay? Where does the idea of rest come from? Well, funny enough, it comes from the Bible. Um, it comes from the very first story in the Bible, uh, the story of creation, where God made the world. Uh, and we're going to jump into the end of the story in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. And this is the end of God's week of creation. Okay? Uh, thus, the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. <clears throat> By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So, on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So, if you, if you know the story of creation, God creates, 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 creates for six days. And then on the seventh day, he rested. Uh, another word for rest is the word Sabbath. Um, you know, God did this on purpose. And we're going to get to the reason why God did this. And it was nothing to do with whether God was tired or not after creating everything. Um, but we see that in the passage... It's not just a day of rest. It, God actually made it holy, meaning that it was separated from the six days. Okay? 
It was a specific day with a specific purpose, which was to rest. Now, why do we need rest? Okay? Now, there are three reasons why I believe we need rest. Number one, God rested. Okay? We see that God models to us how we should live our lives. God created for six days and then it took a day off to rest. He actually gives us the model of the life we should live. Work six days and rest one day. Right? Now, a lot of people misunderstand with this with like, oh, you know, God rests, so you know, we can slack off. No, I, I, I think we need to work very hard. We're not talking about work tonight. But if we were to talk about work, I, I think God wants us to work very hard, very efficiently, very effectively, um, because I think that's the way that he's made us. But the model he gives us is you rest, um, and you work, and then you rest. You work, and then you rest. And there's this pattern. There's this rhythm. Okay? The second reason why we need to rest is God commanded it. The first uh, Ten Commandments that God gives, right? We know these as the famous Ten Commandments. He gave them to His people to help them, to guide them to live a good life, right? Number four commandment, we see Exodus 20, verse 8 to 11. This is the fourth commandment. And it says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or your daughter, nor your, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigners residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in it. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Not only did God model the work, rest, life uh, pattern, but actually he commands it. He commands it, which actually means that if we are not resting, if we, do, we, if we are intentionally not resting in our own lives, and we're going to get to what that looks like, it actually means that we're being disobedient to God. We're actually disobeying a commandment of what God commanded us to do for our sake. Okay? So God rested, God commanded, and then third reason why we need rest, we're not God. We're not God. God did not rest on the seventh day because he was tired or weary, but he did it actually to model a life for us. Right? And there are three dot points on this. We're not God. Number one, the gift of rest. God rested. Because God rested, we are allowed to rest too. Rest is actually a gift that God gives to us and allows us to not have to work 24-7. Secondly, we are me humans. We're reminded that because we are not God, we are limited in our physical strength, our emotional capability, and our spirituality. If we don't rest, we will crash and burn. Now, I know that when you're in your early 20s, you know, you, you can go a few days without sleep. I remember those days. I, I'm very fond of those days where you just, the adrenaline, you know, I could go Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Now, I get to about 9.30, I'm like tired. Why? Because the body is breaking down, especially this body, right? You know this, but you don't get enough sleep, you're going to be in trouble. If you don't eat well, you're going to be in trouble, right? 
um, uh, mentally. You know, for some people, it's not necessarily a physical thing. Something, it's some, sometimes it's your mind. Some people, they, their minds just continue to race forward and forward and forward. And actually, they can't stop thinking. Uh, for those people, they, they just become psychos. Right? We need rest because we're human. We're limited. Can't, we're not superheroes. And thirdly, the reason why we're not God, it gives us perspective. When we rest, it reminds us that we're not in control. We're not in control of this world. Just because we stop doesn't mean the sun stops or our workplaces will collapse. Rest is a mechanism to remind us that we are not God, meaning that we're not the one that makes the universe go round and round. Deuteronomy 5.15, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. That's what God's saying to his people. Hey, I'm the one that saved you. I'm the one that rescued you. Not you. You didn't do it with your strength. You didn't do it because of your plans. It was me. So rest because you're not God and I am. So I, I, the Bible is very clear about resting. But funny enough, we all struggle with this. Okay? Why do we not rest? Why do we find it hard to find Sabbath in our lives? We, we had a quick, in our pre-service meeting, we asked, like, how do you go with rest? How do you go with Sabbath? And a lot of people say, well, you know, we struggle. I think there are three reasons why we struggle to find rest. Right? Struggle to find real peace in our lives. And the first one is this, achievement. We have the desire to be successful. And we think to ourselves, the more we do, the more work we put in, the more input we make, the more we will earn, the more stuff we can accumulate, and the higher we can go in our business. Pretty much, we're workaholics. We've become workaholics. And we are addicted we are addicted to achieving. Once you achieve one thing, then you go, whoa, a little bit more, do the next one. A little bit more, do the next one. See, the world tells us, the world tells us to be successful. You need to work and work and work. And if you do that, you will make it in this world. You need to achieve to be successful. And we buy into this. And so therefore we go, okay, I want to be successful like the world tells me, so I'm going to work. I'm going to be the best. I want to be the very best. <laughs> I won't go on. I don't actually know the next line. What is the next line? That no one ever was. Thank you. My wife knows that. We've been watching a lot of Pokemon at home because of our kids. Sure, yeah, sure. It's just Mel. We think that by working and working and working and working and working, it will make us successful. And, that, and, and, and that's, what, that's, that's what life's meant to be. That's the first problem. That's the first objective to why we, why we can't find rest. The second is this approval. For some of us, it's the desire to be successful. But for some of us, it's the desire to be accepted. For some of us, we work and we keep going because we want to be successful. But for some of us, the success actually doesn't matter. It's the status that we get with the success. 
It's the approval that comes with the success. We want to prove to the people that we are successful. And that's why we work. We want to win. We want to win in their eyes. Look how hard I work. Look at me. Look what I've achieved in my life. Look how awesome I am. Aren't I a well-accomplished person? But once again, deep down, we just want people to see us and approve of us. So for some people, that's why we can't rest, because we want to find approval. And then finally, for some of us, it's control. We're just control freaks. We want to be in control. Everything we do, we want to know. Everything we do, we want to be in control. And so what happens when we rest? Well, it feels like we're not in control. When we're not doing the work, when we're sitting back, it feels like, well, then someone else is doing the work. And then someone else is going to get the promotion. And someone else is going to get the status. And I'm out of control. And that makes me feel uncomfortable. And all I'm doing here is sitting and resting. And that doesn't sit well with me. So what does that make us? Restless. Restless. Achievement. Approval. Control. But here's the thing about rest. Rest goes against achievement. Because when we rest, the world tells us that we're being useless and unproductive. Rest goes against approval. Because when we rest, the world tells us that we're being unworthy, lazy, and worth nothing. Rest goes against control because when we rest, we relinquish the control in our lives and we sit back. But when we rest, it shows us that our purpose is to not live for the ways of this world, to not live for the eyes of this world, to not live for the success of this world, but to live for the purposes of God. It shows us that we don't live for the approval of man, but the obedience of God. And when we rest, it shows that we trust God with our lives rather than our own work and our efforts. When we stop and rest and use that time to spend with God, it is a clear reminder to us that we do not run our universe. We are not control in our lives, but we are merely part of the creation that God the Father created. And it's not about what we can do for ourselves, but it's about what God can do for us. It's about God providing us our needs, our security, and our significance. You know, God calls all of us to find this rest. You know, I re- it was funny because I've never, I, I never really thought of the word restless before. You know, restless means you, you feel something antsy, you feel a bit anxiety, you, you, you know, something's a little bit jittery, right? And, you know, we always use the word restless, 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 and then it hit me this week. Oh, it's restless. I was like, ding, and I had this light bulb moment. And for some of you, you don't even know what I'm talking about. But that's okay. You'll get that one day. 
You know, to be restless is to be without rest. But that's not what God wants for you. Did you know that? God doesn't want you to be anxious. God doesn't want you to be worried, you know, when you wake up. God doesn't want you to be thinking about your future 24-7. God actually wants you to find rest and peace. Not because the world is peaceful and not because your world is peaceful. The world will always be chaotic. The world will always be restless. But it's within that storm, because of God, we can find true peace and rest. God wants us to find peace, restoration, and enjoyment in Him. This includes all areas of our lives, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Now, I have to confess, out of the four disciplines, we talked about connection, uh, purpose, uh, forgiveness. Today, rest, this is the one that I lack in the most. I was writing this, it was funny, right? Because I'm writing this at like 11.30 p.m. And, and, and I already know, <laughs> this is how jacked up I am. I'm writing this and I'm already thinking about what I need to do after this. Because it's just such a busy week. And I'm like, yes, we all need to find time for rest. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> you know, pastors, ironically, we're the worst. We're the worst at rest. And, and, and you know what we do? We mask it. And we say, no, no, I'm doing work for the Lord. I'm doing church stuff, so it's okay not to rest. But what's that telling God? What's that telling God, our creator? It's like, God, I got this. I, I, can, I can take care of this. You don't need to intervene. My work will be enough. So many pastors, they continue to run this line until they completely burn out. They don't know how to go on holiday. Their bodies break down. Their hearts get too heavy and their soul is empty. Can I tell you, being a pastor is, is one of the greatest privileges, really, um, to, 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 to be able to journey with people. You know, to celebrate things like new babies, to celebrate, you know, birthdays, to celebrate all this. You know, but also it's one of the hardest jobs. You know, in, in, as I said, like um, in the last month, I think Mel and I, we, we've just had such a rough month of not us, but just things happening to people around us. And it's just heavy because you're journeying with them. It's like your friend is going through suffering and you, you suffer with them. It's tough. The heart gets heavy. You know, emotionally, it's so taxing as well. But pastors, we're like, no, 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 we're fine. We don't need rest. We can just push through because this is God's work. It's, it's rubbish. I'm, I'm telling you now, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm no good at it. I'm, I, I need to get better at it. Um. But we all need this. We all need rest. So how do we practically start building Sabbath and rest into our lives? Okay? Remember, this series is meant to be a practical series. Right? It's not just about, you know, what are we doing with our minds and how do we feel? No. I, I want to give you eight. I don't think eight is, is, is all of them, but just eight basic things that you can incorporate in your life to start to exercise healthy rest for your body, for your mind, for your heart, and for your soul, okay? Now, some of these things, you're going to be like, wow, that's the most obvious thing that you said today, and that's fine, because it is, okay? So I'm going to fly through these eight, okay? Number one, sleep, okay? 
they say average person needs, you know, six to eight hours of sleep. Okay, some people need maybe six and some people need like eight. Okay, some people need like 10, like me, you know. You just have to know your rhythm, okay. You have to know the rhythms of your life, okay. Um, one of the things that I've learned very recently is uh, I never used to get affected by caffeine, right, because I only drink coffee. And, and, and back in the day, I drank Coke so much that it didn't affect me at all. It was, just, it was just in my blood all the time. And then I went off Coke for a year. And then when I started to drink it again, it started to affect my body. So now I know in my head, don't drink Coke at night or Coke Zero or Diet Coke or Mountain Dew. All the, all the beautiful food groups, you know? All right? So now I only drink Diet Coke caffeine-free. It's my drink of choice. And then once in a while, I forget like last night, all right? Last night, you know, some we went to the pub, okay? And my friends were drinking beers and I don't drink beer, not because I don't think it's wrong, I just don't like the taste of beer. And so every time they went and got a beer, they just went and got me a Coke and I just didn't think about it. And then when I got home, I was like, oh, I wonder why I'm wide awake at 2 a.m. <laughs> so you need to know these things, of course, you know, and if you don't sleep, you're gonna be tired, your body's gonna crash, right? You need to believe that the world won't collapse just because you take a nap. This is the funniest part of it. This is the control freaks inside of us. Right? Sleep less, do more, earn more, build the world. Please. You can take sleep and you can take it easy. Okay? Sleep. Number two, read. When's the last time you read the Bible? Not because you had to, but because you wanted to. Rest is found when we immerse ourselves in the presence of God, allowing yourself to experience it and not just study it. Can I tell you, pastors, once again, worse than this. We read the Bible because we have to so many times, right? You know, I was writing this and then I was like, when's the last time I read the Bible? Not because I had to study it, but because I really just wanted to just chill out with God. And luckily the answer was two nights before, Okay. Luckily, okay. I'm not fired yet, okay. We're getting there, but okay. You need to find this rest. Okay, number three, pray. Too busy to pray? Too busy to pray? You're so busy, you you don't have time to pray. You know what? If you're so busy, you should be praying more. Isn't that the truth? If If you've got so much more on your plate, you should be praying more. Because it's not your strength, but it's the strength of God. Sabbath days are great opportunities spent. Extend the time in prayer without the pressure of schedule. Man, so many of us, okay, just be completely honest, right? So many of us who are like, dear God, tick, 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 ding, minutes up, two minutes is up, five minutes is up, 15 minutes is up. Okay, time, next, schedule. But Sabbath is a time where we get to not be pressured, but just to enjoy time with God. Number four, reflection. Thinking. Some of you don't like this. Some of you don't even like spending time by yourself, right? There's someone, and and I can talk about her because she's not here today, okay? She struggles to just spend time by herself, let alone think, right? It's like, go, go sit in the corner and think. I don't know how to do that. You know, sometimes we're so stressed because we just can't reflect. 
I would say the majority of our congregation, majority of the world, you just live your life without really thinking about what you do. Or you just live your life without really thinking about why you did what you did today. Right? But reflection actually helps the soul calm. It starts to put pieces of the puzzles together. Yeah? You can do this with your, uh, by yourself or you can do it with a friend. Okay? Number five, hobby. A hobby is something you do that isn't your primary job and you usually enjoy doing it. Okay? For some people, going overseas and building houses for the poor, that's a hobby. For some people, they like to work on cars. Some people uh, visit museums, whatever it is, as long as it's not your job, it's something fun to do. Right? Not recreation. We're going to talk about recreation. This is a hobby. Right? Um, <laughs> my wife, someone, someone asked me, and they said, hey, Steve, what do, you, what do you do for fun? What do you do for a hobby? And I was thinking about it, and my, my wife was next to me, and she chimed in and goes, he looks for part-time jobs. See, that's how jacked up I am, right? That's what I do as a hobby. Seek.com, such a great site. I'm looking, I'm looking for jobs for me. I'm like looking for jobs for other people. That's how jacked up I am, right? No rest in that. But I did, so while I'm, so I, I prepared this message midweek and then I thought, you know what, I really need to put into practice some of the things I'm going to say, even though I'm not very good at it. So actually, one of the things that some of the, you guys would know is a hobby of mine, truly a hobby, something that I really, really enjoy is actually mowing the lawn. I genuinely really enjoy mowing my lawn. If you come right now to my house, right, it's beautiful. I sit there, I just admire my great work of mowing, you know, cutting down the grass, all the leaves are gone. It's beautiful. I love it, right? And it's just a hobby of mine. And I actually feel rested after I do it. You know, maybe physically I'm a little bit more tired, but I actually feel good. So, hobby. Find the hobby. Number six, play. Right? I know churches, we don't talk about play a lot, but we need to learn how to play. And, and, and? Healthy play. <laughs> Not engaging in toxic play, but there are healthy play. Um, recreation is similar to a hobby, but it's pure playful. Just pure playful. Going and having fun. Okay, For me, one of that is just playing golf. I don't have enough time to do it, but I love just playing golf. It's just fun. You know, I love meeting friends and, and having, you know, sharing meals with them. We need to learn how to play. You know, play isn't just for kids, I promise you. Play is for everyone. Number seven, food. Eating. Oh, where are my believers at? Enjoy good food. And even better, with good company. How refreshing is it, right? How refreshing is it to just enjoy a good meal without like, I need to go to work, I need to go and do this, I need to go and do this, but just to sit there and enjoy. When's the last time you actually sat down and enjoyed a meal, right? When's the last time you ate, not because you, you had to eat, but you actually genuinely ate something that you really wanted to eat and you, you weren't pushed for time and you just got to enjoy it. Like, really enjoyed this meal, right? You know, for some of you, you enjoy the high life. I overheard a conversation, no judgment, okay? 
Some people like the finer foods. Okay? Big plates, little portion. Big plates, little portion. You know, the most delicious, you know, and that's fine. And, and for you, that's so relaxing, isn't it? Like you find so much rest in that. Like you really enjoy that, right? And you know what? Good on you. But I'm like, 600 bucks, that's $154 meals from McDonald's. You know, that I would enjoy. Maybe not 150 of them, right? But it's different, right? And I'm not talking about what kind of food. Who cares what kind of food? But there's something about eating that we get to just relax and enjoy it rather than, you know, eating a sushi while walking to the next job, okay? We need to learn how to relax and eat. Finally, friends. Some of you need to make some friends, you know? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think he did that on purposeness. Okay. I don't know if he's talking about the, the friends or the $600 millionaire. So, um, you know, one of the most relaxing things, okay, for those introverted, I know this is not relaxing at all for you. This is not restful. This is stressful. And that's fine. You just have your alone time. For, for ex- extreme um, extroverts like myself, Hanging out with people is sometimes the most restful thing, right? And not hanging out because there's an agenda. Remember back in the day? Back in the day, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. When was the last time I hung out with someone? Not because like it was an appointment, but we just hung out. And there was no like, hey, I need to go in an hour. I need to go in two hours, right? It's so restful, but, but we've become slaves to our schedule. We've become slaves to our work, and we don't know how to rest. Friends, when we choose not to rest, okay, think of the alternate now. When you choose not to rest, and you say, you know what, I don't need rest, or I, don't, I can't afford rest. You hear that one a lot. I don't have time to rest. What you're ultimately saying to God, the one who created you, the one that gave you life, you're ultimately saying, I know better than you, God. I know you created the world in six days and you took a day off, but you know what? I need to work this day. I need that money to come in. I need to put in that productivity. That's what you're saying to God. And what you're ultimately saying is, God, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I'm going to trust in my own hands. I'm going to trust in my own schedule. I'm going to trust in my own process. That's what you're saying. We rest because we trust God. We rest because we trust Him that even if we don't work on that last day, the world will not collapse. The finance won't stop coming in. The sun won't stop coming up. We trust God. We rest, that, we, we, we rest because we believe God created us for more than just to work like robots. He actually created us to enjoy the world He made us in. Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. This is a clear reminder to every single one of us that you are not God. You are not in control as much as you think you are, as much as you want to be, 
You think that, no, you know what? I need to build this house. You know what? I need to live my life. I need to make the right decisions. And God is saying, look, unless I do this for you, you got nothing. See, this is the reality of our lives. We think we have control. Any parent will know this. This, this illusion when you first have a kid, you know, I'm, my kid's going to be like this, and he's going to turn out like this, and he's going to be like this. And by day two, you realize, oh my goodness, I am not in control. How many of us can guarantee what you're going to do tomorrow? None of us. And yet we still have this illusion that we can be in control, and it's absolute rubbish. What you're telling God is that you're, you know better than him. It's a reminder that God makes everything happen in our lives, not us. Jesus, the Son of God, invites us to a place of ultimate rest, and the, the place is in him. Matthew chapter 11, I'm going to finish with this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let me ask you tonight, friends, are you restless? Are you restless? Are you anxious? Are you worried? Can't sleep at night? Worried about what tomorrow's got? Worried about your health? Worried about your finances? Worried about relationships? Are you restless? Are you tired? You sleep, but you're still tired. You, you sleep and you have bad dreams and you wake up just tired. You know? I, what about your heart? Is it heavy? Just burdened with, with just the, the stresses of this world? Jesus says, come to me. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. Friends, if you want to experience true rest in your life, yes, it's great to build in those practical things, but really it's around Jesus. Spending time with Jesus, getting to know Jesus. I promise you, it's not about how can you make your life easier that will make it less stress-free. No, it's about knowing God who created the world that will take care of your issues. It's about trusting him. Do you need rest? We all do. Come to Jesus. Jesus will give us rest. Let's pray.